If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Lives branding team. In this episode of The Transition, I sat down with Patrick Mate, an Army veteran and founder of Patriot Gene Co., an Arizona-based American-made apparel company that produces 100% grown, sewn, and built-in American jeans. Manufacturing is a hard business, but that's not stopping him. Although he's still in the startup phase, Patrick's invested over six figures to bring his American-made brand to life, which officially launches in a few weeks with their two flagship products, the Defender and the Innovator. I invited Patrick on the show to share his story and why he thinks American-made jeans represent a golden opportunity. Before we jump into the show, be sure to subscribe to The Transition on your favorite podcast hosting platform and kindly leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the word about the podcast to other veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses in the ecosystem. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Pat, my brother, welcome to The Transition. What's going on, man? Thanks, Mike. It's, uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here and uh, looking forward to the discussion. So I wrote a post on my LinkedIn about why military veterans need a corner man. You know, I'm a boxing coach. I've been running my gym in Newark for damn near eight years and got into coaching, you know, other entrepreneurs. And so I've gone on with this kind of concept of the corner man because, you know, in life and business, we get beat up. And sometimes we need to go to our corner and get some pointers. And I equate that with having a good coach, right? So I, I'm bullish about it. I hire coaches to work with me and stuff, et cetera. And then I got a comment from a veteran out the blue named Patrick. And this was like, great post, man. You know, it really resonated with me. And I started doing a little bit of research on your stuff. And I was like, oh, a gene code. That's pretty dope. And back in the day, I used to watch this show called How to Make It in America. And I'm going to rewatch it because I saw it like, like probably 10, 15 years ago when I was at the Naval Academy. And in the show, it's about these hustlers that are working on building a gene company. And I sent Pat the video and I said, you know what, man, let me ask him, see if you want to come on the transition podcast to share your story. And he hit me back. So, man, I'm honored to have you on today because, you know, when I see you even just now, he's got the excitement, y'all. He's been beat up a little bit, but, you know, he's, he's gone all in. All his cards are on the table. He's about to make it happen. And so this is where a lot of you all are going to be. Some of you all already passed it. But this is a great moment in your time to talk about what you're building and how this community can support. So welcome to the platform, brother. Mike, thank you again for having me. I, I look forward to the discussion and certainly there's, there's lessons that I've learned. I've failed uh, many times over the past year putting this together uh, that, that I'm uh, all too happy to share. So how about we start by having you just kind of go ahead and formally introduce yourself to the Bunker community and what you're building at Patriot Gene Co. Yeah, I'm Patrick Mate, founder and CEO and employee number one of one at Patriot Gene Co. So 
You know, it's it's interesting going back to that having a corner man. The entrepreneur journey, the veterpreneur journey, is for the first year has been really a solo entrepreneur journey for me. And being able to go back to the corner at times and and having people uh, speak life and support into you or tell it to you straight uh, about certain things, I think is important. And I've got a number of those folks lined up. So it was about a year ago that uh, you know I became increasingly frustrated that I couldn't find a really good pair of solid American-made jeans. And everything that I found was skinny or stretchy. And I'm not 16 and I'm not doing yoga. So I wanted a good pair of rugged, reliable jeans. And so it was about a year ago that I said, you know what? I, I can't find them. I'm going to learn how to do this. And, and we're going to start a company and we're going to produce these jeans for Americans. And so that's what we've done. So over the course of the last year, you know, I've come up the education scale and, you know, got rid of a lot of my ignorance on how jeans are made. What is denim? What's the different qualities of denim? You know, how you construct all of those things. And, and this is my first entrepreneurship journey. So establishing a business, a business presence, taxes, shopping, online, all of that was first for me. It's, it's really been an educational experience. And then putting together the actual product, the design, and now the supply chain, and, and now we're in production, getting ready to launch with our jeans. We've got t-shirts and caps, 100% made in America available now. And jeans should be available very soon on our website, www.patriotgeneco.com. Dude, that's awesome. You know, a couple of things that stand out to me is you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And I equate it to like the boxing ring, right? People mm. come in the gym and they hit the heavy bag and they think they got a good punch or, you know, that right cross or hook. But the minute you put them inside the ring to spar with another person, they look like a toddler. Yeah. Right. Because it's great to be on the outside, read the books, listen to the podcast. But until you jump in that arena, put a little skin in the game and start trying to manifest your vision. It's hard to know, you know, what it really is like. And it feels like, too, you know, I even quit to the military, you know, like when we're doing clearing operations. Right. Especially when you're doing like mount, you know, and they talk about when you go through the front door, you know, uh, maintain the momentum because there's always a blockage. Something happens. A door is broke. And then the instructor comes behind you, like pushes you through the door, right? Nothing ever just works out like smooth sailing. It feels like there's a constant battle at every step of the process. And I have to imagine, you know, in your short journey building Patriot Gene Co., it's been the same thing. Supplier drops or this doesn't work. This is what happened. And we constantly keep having to make these decision points of like, man, am I going to just stop or I'm going to keep moving forward? Am I going to keep moving forward? You just got to grind it out that's what i was telling before we went live y'all it's like a knuckle dragging you know getting testimonials selling jeans you know finding your suppliers and your strategic partners it's never smooth sailing yeah absolutely i think the great philosopher mr mike tyson said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face yeah i've been punched in the face a, a few times and uh, you know starting with right out the gate i, I thought you know I, i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna buy a sewing machine. I'm going to sew in my own house. There's a cotton field down the road in Arizona. I'm going to go get cotton from them. I'll put it all together, right? No big deal. Well, you know, I got, I proceeded to get a few black eyes in, in kind of coming up that learning curve and understanding how to do that. You know, the very first month I, I put together what I thought was a real slick package. 
even made my own logo on PowerPoint until the first marketing company looked at it and said, where did you make, you know, who made this for you? And I said, oh, I did on PowerPoint. I was proud. And they said, yeah, it looks like it. So yeah. uh, punched in the face over and over again. But, you know, that resilience, you know, I, I think that's what uh, veterans bring is, you know, the ability to be resilient in those times and to figure out a way to accomplish the mission, right? And so that planning process is good to get you to think through uh, some of the uh, scenarios and situations you may face. But once you step into the ring, right, you've got to be able to adjust, improvise, adapt, and overcome, right? Before we learn a little bit more about your journey, we got to take off our armor. And I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to go first. I got burned out, y'all. Right? When I was on the podcast, you heard me talk about getting back to why. And, you know, I talked about some challenges I had mentally this summer after losing a friend to suicide. It was just in my head. Right? And I was kind of burned out because I was going through this existential crisis. And I'm coming out of that burnout phase, and it just feels so good, right? But I've been doing this since 2015, you know, full-time since 2018. And, you know, uh, Dan Sullivan calls it the gap in the game, right? So a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we'll find ourselves in the self-loathing space because of this gap between where we are and where we want to be instead of recognizing where we are and how far we've come from where we started. And you start doing stuff you never would have imagined. You know, I never thought I'd be a podcaster when I moved to Newark in 2015 to start a free boxing gym. It just happened. I never imagined I'd be this branding guy and this business coach and publish my own book. These things happen. But when you're in that gap, right, you don't even recognize that stuff. All you think about is like, oh, potential, potential. I got more potential. I'm not reaching my potential. And I'm reading this book by this guy named Dr. Brett McKee, McPhee, I believe that's his name, and I'm probably going to invite him on the podcast because I love listening to human performance coaches and whatnot, and what he equates it to, he calls it Suckville, and the thing that causes that is that so many of us lose presence focusing on the potential. The potential is a myth. It doesn't exist yet, but we know it exists? Well, we got right here, right now, so how can we make the most of every single day? And accept the fact that, like, I am enough. You are enough. You know, whether that's in your personal life as a father, it's like, oh, I want to be this better parent. I want to be this person. That's all nice and dandy, but let's work with what we got today. You know, let's make the most of what we got today. And that little mental shift in my mind has, like, it's just been so kind of peaceful, you know, because a lot of times you carry this weight on your shoulders, this burden. And that's why I'm so, I read so much and listen to so many podcasts because. Like you said, when you're a solopreneur, now I have a team, but as a leader, you're still always one-on-one. Let's right. be honest, when you're top of the food chain. But, you know, it's like finding that mentorship, you know, from people to pour into you. Because you spend so much time pouring out other people, it's like, who's pouring in us? And so I hope I'm able to do that with a lot of you all listening to this podcast. But make no mistake, I needed my damn self. And so hopefully I'll get Dr. McPhee on the podcast to chop it up with us. He's got a podcast called Suckville, I believe. But yeah, that's what I want to share. No, that's uh, that's really good. And, I, you know, I can relate. I was in the defense industry, you know, right out of college uh, into the Army, five and a half years, U.S. Army, and then uh, went into the defense industry for two decades. And, you know, once I hit about year 10 or 15 in the defense industry, certainly for me, there were there were some opportunities that 
uh, I wasn't selected for. There were some promotions that I maybe thought I should have had, and maybe my potential versus perceived performance was there was a bigger gap that other people were saying than I saw in myself. And, uh, you know, I, I struggled with that for a while until, you know, one, I came to uh, peace with who I was and, and how I was contributing. And so that, that took a lot, you know, and, and, and finding your tribe. There's a great book by Sebastian Junger called Tribes. And I would encourage everyone to read it. And, and whenever I took over a team my last five years, that, that was my first book of, of required reading for the team. And, you know, it, it, it views the, the tribe situation from deployed veterans coming home, but really it can be used for small team dynamics and, and how to support and integrate yourself and relationship building and, and all of that. And, and so, you know, I, I use that theoretically for uh, my team, but also for myself and, and how to grow myself. And, you know, then once I, uh, once I came to that point, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something at some point. I didn't think it'd be this quickly, you know, but things lined up and, you know, about a year ago, I, I decided to go all in. And, you know, there's, there's been points in the journey over the past year where somebody has said, oh, you can't do that. Uh, there was somebody in the denim industry who told me, you can't name your company Gene, right? Gene is like Walmart, you know, $25 jeans. You need to say denim. But I was convinced I was coming from the other side. I, I wasn't spending on denim, right? I wasn't spending 250 bucks on a, on a pair of denim. I was buying jeans. I wanted a good pair of American jeans. So that resonated with me. So there was, you know, different, you know, from industry experts that were telling me things that, you know, along my way, I had to chart my own course. Uh, and as you mentioned, supply chain, you know, there's been challenges. We have literally restarted two dormant manufacturing lines within our supply chain just to be 100% American made. One of the companies even had to ship equipment back from Mexico to the United States to fulfill our requirement to be made in the USA. And so those are the things where, you know, of course, it's adding time. You know, I'm, I'm about a month or two off from where I wanted to be, you know, initially when I laid out my schedule, you know, when they're adding costs for a small business that's doing limited runs at the beginning, you know, I am for some, I pieces that go into the jeans, I'm having to procure 25x my initial production run need. And so that that's driving costs and restarting production lines and all of that. And so there were various off ramps uh, this past year that I could have taken. But somewhere internally, you just keep focusing on that end state, that mission, that objective of, I want to keep pressing in, I want to keep driving. I want to accomplish that and, you know, really excited that, you know, all of those experiences have, I think, built an even, even further resilience in me. Let me ask you this. All right. And I don't know if I did a podcast on it. Maybe I have, but I think I've written about it, which is this concept of choose your hard. Right. People say, oh, you need to get into real estate. But I look at real estate. It looks like a nightmare to me. I don't want no part of it. Or I mm -hmm. see people who open a restaurant. I'm mm -hmm. like, that ain't my jam. But people yeah. look at me and they're like, opening a boxing gym in inner city, that's free? Hell to the gnaw. But that's my heart. Right. And I'm the guy to solve this problem for these kids because I come from a background very similar to them. And boxing is a big part of my life. When I look at you, my question is, why are you the one to solve this problem for getting access to American-made jeans? 
What is it about your background and your knowledge and your military service that when people look at you on paper, they say, this is the guy? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. And I love the quote you use, choose your heart. I've, I've often used that. You know, I, I work with Team RWB, which is a, a veterans organization here in Tucson. I was the athletic director for a few years. And, you know, one of the things I used to say is choose your heart, right? It's hard to get up and to work out. It's hard to show up at 6 a.m. for, you know, a run. It's hard to do those things. But it's hard to not be healthy. It's hard to not be fit. It's hard not to be the best version of yourself. That's hard, right? It's hard to have those health conditions, right? So you've got to choose your heart. And so thank you for, for bringing that up. You know, I, I, I had zero knowledge about denim jeans, probably less than zero, you know? And, and so what I think that I can bring is that perspective of one, being a veteran, two, I've, I've been in the defense industry, so I know and understand how to run projects and programs and understand scheduling and budget and quality. Those are the types of things that I've done throughout my career, right? So I've got to just apply the same techniques and skills to a completely different industry. So I'm less concerned about the knowledge gap because I'll get there. It's I've got to apply what I know and, and how to pursue that vision with, with all integrity. And so I think, you know, we're, we're building a brand and we're building products around our targeted demographic and our targeted customer set, right? Our first two products out the door are the Defender and the Innovator styles of jeans. The Defender is inspired by the veterans, the warriors, and, and those who have volunteered so that no one would tread on our liberties. Right. And the innovator is inspired by the trailblazers, those renegades, those who chart their own course. Right. And so this these are the people that we want to buy our jeans, uh, but it's also the brand that we are creating around them. Right. We went through, you know, even the logos and colors selection process, trying to visualize it from the customer standpoint. And so I think that is uh, a little bit unique is that we are starting with the end in mind. Uh, of who is going to procure uh, our products, who is going to be proud to, you know, rep the PJ Co hats and shirts and, and want to keep buying quality American made jeans. And I believe that American made matters, you know, for every manufacturing job that we were able to create within our company, within our business, one and a half to two and a half jobs are created from under other industries like realtors and plumbers and electricians and um, food industry, things like that. So not only are we growing the business by hiring people, but manufacturing jobs actually have a multiplication effect within the local communities that we exist. And I'm very proud to say that in 2024, we will be launching a nonprofit organization called the Be a Patriot Foundation, which will take 10% of all of our profits and give back to local patriots in need in the communities. Love it. All right. Can I can I can I rant on your plurate a little bit without yes, you beat me up? Go. We're gonna pack some stuff some more. Go unpack it. And I wish I knew this beforehand. Okay. I did yeah. the opposite, right? I started with a nonprofit organization. And then 
kind of scaled up to where I started my for-profit stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been in this social impact, yeah. entrepreneurial space, et cetera. Listen to me, all y'all. Running a nonprofit is freaking hard. It is 10x harder than you can imagine, right? It's just as hard, if not more, than running a small business. And what I want you to think about, especially at the phase you're in, is you already mentioned before, you're one of one. So where and how you spend your time is going to be key to getting lift off over the next, you know, three to five years. Mm -hmm. And as much as you want to do the social good, don't sleep on the fact that like, hey, people like you winning in business, it's who you are because it's part of your values. There is going to be some net impact, right? Whether it's, hey, you know, we're going to teach manufacturing classes at the local high school to create job opportunities or something, you know, or we're going to allocate a certain percentage of our hiring to other military veterans, right? There's multiple ways to skin this kind of social impact space. And when you start talking about setting up a nonprofit org, one thing I would challenge you to is see if you can find a fiscal sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. And you find an organization that you already believe in that is doing good work, right? And you've got values that align. And instead of you saying, hey, we're going to start up our own kind of nonprofit on top of what we're already building, we say, hey, we're going to collab with this organization. And for every X number of dollar jeans we, we, we generate revenue in, we're going to donate, right? Because what I want you to do is win. I want you to keep them, you know, the main effort. Keep the mm -hmm. main effort, the main effort, right? We got to get Patriot jeans going. We got to drive revenue. We got to do a lot of the blocking and tackling. And let the people that do the nonprofit stuff, the financial management on that side, the grants, whatever, they can be a supporting effort, right? And we're going to support them. So you don't have to take that advice, but this is something that comes up. I've seen it a bazillion times in this space of we start businesses, then we want to start nonprofits. And guess what? In the eight years since I've been doing my thing, I've seen stuff fizzle off. Right. There are a lot of ventures that have been on my podcast, that have been in my book, that are stagnant or no longer around. Right. And so rule number one is stay alive. Right. And I said this to an entrepreneur, veteran entrepreneur yesterday, you know, do what you got to do. You know, if you got to work at Starbucks, work at Starbucks, but stay alive. Keep money in that bank account and your time is worth $10,000 a minute. And I want you focused on winning. 100%. That is, that is some good, good sage advice there. And, you know, when I've looked at that space, you know, I really like what you said about partnering with other organizations because that's probably the strategy we will go with for our first two, three years anyway, is partnering with a veteran-supported organization out there. And there, there's numerous ones. I mentioned TMRWB earlier. Boulder Crest is an amazing veteran-supported organization, and, and they've got a local place just down the road. You know, it's kind of a retreat for veterans who are going through issues, going through PTSD and things like that. So, you know, for us to be able to have a Patriot Gene Co. workday down at Boulder Crest uh, is very easy, right? Uh, for us to be able to partner and, and funnel those funds into one of those organizations will probably be the path we go with uh, for the first few years. You're right. Survival is key. And, you know, I, you know, some people, you don't want to call them haters, but there are some people that doubt that you can get the lift uh, that you need, you know, and, and I just reply to people, well, you know, either we're going to be a very successful business or I'm going to have the very best wardrobe in all of Arizona because uh, I'll have jeans stacked up in my closet. But I'm going to push through and uh, we are going to be successful 
And we're going to be successful because of, uh, you know, that veteran experience, that drive, that passion, and, and quite frankly, all, all the hundreds of conversations that I've had over the last year to include leading me up to this point right now. A hundred percent. And again, I am not raining on nobody's parade because I've been in that seat, right? I'm doing a free gym in Newark. People told me I couldn't do it. Here I am. Eight yeah. years, still hooking and jabbing. But I got the battle scars I don't want a lot of you all to have because it's a, you know, I've gone through a breakup, lost friends, like a bunch of stuff, you know? And so, you know, running multiple ventures isn't easy, but you got to get that base. See, none right. of it works without the main base right. being a revenue generator to allow you to do the other things. It's a whole different business when you're fighting for costs over here, you're fighting for costs over here, and then you're like, a, you're just schmuck a telly. You know, I don't know what to do with my hands, and that's what I, I want you all to avoid. So take heed, all you vets out there that want to start these nonprofit orgs, keep the main thing the main thing. Win at business first and make it old school like small businesses used to do in our local communities, right? right. You played flag football or high school football or, you know, whatever. Guess what? The pizzeria would donate like $500 to buy uniforms and water bottles. So when I think of social impact as a social entrepreneur, I give all the love and respect in the world to the small businesses that make that happen in their local communities, you know, to causes that matter and values. That is a perspective shift for me. And, and I'm glad you brought that to my awareness right, of, of just the different ways uh, to have impact in the communities. Because bottom line, that's, that's what we want to do is, is impact uh, the communities. Yeah, man, vets are moved by meaning and purpose. You know, we had this higher call, and that's why we signed up and joined the military. You look to your left, you look to your right, you knew that regardless of you all's backgrounds, we were all here for, we united around a cause of that, like this, this is a part of our identity, you know. You get out into the world, and it just seems like, all people do is care about money. And that's the different perspective that we bring because we care about our communities and we just continue to serve. We might not wear a uniform anymore. We might start businesses, but this is how we serve and give back. And so on the entrepreneurial aspect, you're doing manufacturing, right? Which is extremely hard, right? Everybody else is trying to sell startups that they can just scale to a bazillion users and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, listen, man, I'm a one-man shop. I'm about to do this manufacturing business in a very interesting category which is genes and so let's walk the dog for our listeners as far as what you've learned thus far so where did you get your capital from right how did you source the manufacturers to get the product to market and what are you focusing on currently to drive sales yeah that's 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 a great great lead into where i wanted to go with this is that you know interestingly enough i, I reached out to a uh about a year ago, I reached out to an Army ROTC uh, colleague of mine from way back in the day, uh, a couple decades plus ago, by the name of Dean Bunchu. And, you know, had a really good conversation with him. He's a veteranpreneur and, you know, he's been advising and coaching fellow veteranpreneurs for a while now, you know, and, and I wanted to get right into, and here's how I'm going to do it, Dean, and, and this, 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 this. And you don't know about this industry. And, and here's what I've learned so far. And, and Dean's like, hold up. He's like, do you want to do this? You know, and he talked more from this 50,000 foot view about being an entrepreneur, what it means, the journey, the, the high rewards of, you know, doing your own thing, being your own boss, all of that, but also the daily grind and how to be resilient and all of those things. At the end of the day, he says, 
you know, go for it. Go for it. You know, whether your idea is jeans or, you know, hot air balloons, go for it. And uh, he goes, I don't think you'll regret that you did. And so that was encouraging. And the last thing he did right before we hung up, he said, hey, can I connect you with somebody? And I said, sure. Right. And then he connects me with a fellow veteran, Dean Wagner. Well, Dean Wagner, I didn't even know at the time, founder and CEO of Authentically American, who just about eight years ago founded the company, multi-million dollar company now. You know, he appears on Fox and see and all these shows now talking about Made in America. And he's got his own apparel company. And Dean Wagner introduces me to Sarah Davis. Sarah Davis has started her own denim jeans company, right? And so I, you know, all of a sudden have two or three mentors lined up. Sarah Davis introduces me to a marketplace. The marketplace yields a designer, a design team out in the fashion district of LA that I could use and bring on board, right? So before I began all that, I had been saving for a while to be able to, uh, to, be able to do this. So 100% self-invested. And so you want to know how much it uh, takes to start a small business manufacturing uh, and do it within a year? Uh, six figures is what I've laid on, on the table to, to begin this. And, you know, it's probably not enough of where I want to be with uh, a social media campaign and, and things like that. Uh, but I'm going to keep pushing through and, and see this thing to success. So then we get to the design team and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, looking for suppliers that are made in the USA and being a company nobody has heard about, team of one, you get an email from a random Patrick mate from Patriot Gene Co. I won't tell you the number of uh, complete ignorant or uh, ignoring of those emails that I got, right? To different people within the supply chain of saying, hey, would you be able to do this? Hey, can we have a quick conversation about threads or zippers or buttons or rivets or whatever it was, right? Right down to the labels and tags. And so for probably every 10 to 15 calls or emails that I sent, I might get one uh, return. So I, and, and, you know, I didn't want to go with just the first one and I had stringent requirements to be 100% made in the USA. So, you know, as you can imagine, dozens and dozens of phone calls or emails, most people not returning just to find, you know, one or two or three sources of supply for, say, zippers or one or two or three sources of supply for thread or whatever the case may be. So that took a little bit longer than I was expecting. But in hand in hand with that, we, you know, I hired a, a design marketing team that built our brand, built our logo, the colors, the fonts, all of that, you know, built the website. And so, you know, it was kind of a chicken egg scenario in which I couldn't go too fast, faster than we had all that together. But, you know, I needed to continue work in order to be able to launch uh, this year. So it's been interesting. You know, I would say when I initially put together the project plan, you know, about nine months ago, I was hoping to go live with jeans available by Black Friday. We're going to miss that by, you know, six to eight weeks, but we should be online for pre-sale very, very shortly. And first delivery should go out in January 2024. That's amazing. I already told Pat to add me as a customer. So that's going to happen. I'm going to support, I believe in supporting this ecosystem. You know, I get a lot of value out of it. We also got to put into it. That's great. A couple of things I want to challenge you all out there too, is as you start to find professional service firms, whether it's design agencies, what else, accountants and stuff, et cetera, I want you to fight the urge to 
wing it and risk it, right? Mm -hmm. What I want you to do is I want you to find a tribe and get good referrals, right? That could be in your local community or that can be in the bunker, right? With the bunker lab ambassadors and stuff because, you know, one thing about business, it's like Game of Thrones, right? House Targaryen, you know, all that. And we got to go to people that we can trust, okay? And over the last years, I've built out a really strong network of people I've been working with for like six years. I still have the same designer, you know, Drew O'Brien, who I uh, gave a shout out in my book, and my friend Alana, who I co-wrote Black Better Entrepreneur with. So think about that as you're building. And as you built these manufacturing connections and, you know, even your own design, you know, this is great. You come on a podcast to talk about it and stuff because guess what? There's a vet or military spouse behind you that's going to be wanting to do something too. And they need to know that they can reach out to trusted embedded uh, sources. So that's something to think about. Right off the bat, one thing I told Pat was we got to develop a category strategy for him because, you know, denim and jeans, uh, it's a very hard category. Like I got to do a little research on it, you know, but everybody knows the category Kings is probably Levi's. And then you've got like the fast fashion brands, right? And then these, I don't even know, some Balenciaga or something else kind of brand. And it's like, where do we fit in? And you say American made, okay? But even within American made, you've got origin, you know, that's Jocko's brand. That's just a little bit out front. And so when people make a purchasing decision, it's not like, oh, I don't want to go buy jeans. I want to go buy Patriot jeans. Well, what are Patriot jeans? Well, Patriot jeans are X, but there's a little nuance because typically you don't want to name the company as the same category. You get what I'm saying? Like Heinz mm. isn't called ketchup. It's Heinz. Mm. You know, so you might say Heinz ketchup underneath, but the brand is different from the category. So we got to determine what is the brand for, what is the category, sorry, for Patriot Gene Co.? Is it blue collar jeans? Well, damn, what are blue collar jeans, right? So that's where my mind goes. And I'm going to help him with that. And then the other thing is, you know, thinking about what do you got to do to get stuff to market as soon as possible? Like getting that landing page up, getting people like me to sign up. So when the jeans drop, boom, and start to work on that back end. You know, a few years ago when I first started, I always thought entrepreneurship was the shaking hands, kissing babies. But I literally, Pat, spent all day yesterday in Google Docs. Right. Building a whole business out in Google Docs, tagging team members and stuff, et cetera. And saying, hey, add here. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Price and position. Here's the other thing. I love the fact that you named your products. Right. I, I have some notes here. It's called the Defender and the Innovator. Each of those products are for a specific person. Mm -hmm. So who is the Defender for? Then what are the benefits of this product? What are the promises? You know, what are the outcomes this kid lives you? Uh, comfy fit, you know, doesn't shrink when you wash, right? Like nailing that. Because so many product-based entrepreneurs, whether it's CPG or manufacturing, when they're first starting out, they don't do enough work on product innovation in itself. And just because you're not building a tech app, right, you still got to position that damn gene, you know? And going through the process of doing that, and it looks like your mind is already thinking there. Be relentless around the copy. Every word matters for it. And guess what you can do? You can test these ideas in public. You know, take a screenshot of the gene, write its positioning statement, write its category and post it on LinkedIn and see what feedback. See, this is the beauty of the Internet now is that we can test ideas in public. Right. This idea of competition is it's for losers. <laughs> you know, everybody's worried about the competition. Guys like us be worried about building category defining brands and businesses. So 
category strategy, start testing your ideas in public, really nail the product and create that old fashioned sales, right? So that hit list. So like I said, add me to it. I'm sure there's going to be a few listeners, you know, but we also need a place to go in the intern, which is why you got to have that landing page up. Right on, right on. PatriotGeneCo.com, www.PatriotGeneCo.com. We've got 100% American-made shirts, 100% American-made trucker caps available now. And welcome your feedback. You can hit us up. There's an email link right on the website. Welcome your feedback about what you're seeing. And if you want to purchase the products, welcome your feedback on, you know, the fit, the quality, all of that, because we want to deliver quality American-made goods. I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you a question. Yeah. What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? What's that North Star you're, yeah. you're, you're fighting towards? Yeah. So internally, we have, we have, when I say we, right, it's, it's me, right? Uh, I love it. I love it. Say it. Own it. it I should sure. I should get a shirt that just says we. <laughs> yeah. When I say we, I mean me. Uh, me is Patriot Gene Co. So, you know, I certainly have internal numbers that I've targeted looking at what the market availability is, what the achievable market space is. I've got numbers, you know, first year, first five years, first 10 years. By year five, I want to be able to open up my own cut and sew facility in Tucson, Arizona. That will allow me to hire my own designers in-house to be able to cycle through design updates and other products as well. There's all kinds of vertical integration options that exist uh, out of that. So I think Patriot Jinko is probably just the the first step into the foray. And there'll be a number of different brands that we'll be able to launch and probably have an umbrella company over that, right? From little metal uh, buttons and rivets and things like that. We can be a metal shop. Uh, We can be a print screen shop for shirts and caps and things like that. So there's a lot of different places we can go with that. The first foray is, you know, the denim jeans industry, though. And and we're excited. I I tell you, um, really excited how how the design has come together, about the quality we put in our product, you know, and about our, our production facility, which is working on them right now. To put them all together, we we've got a lot of denim jeans experience within our supply chain, uh, and everyone's passionate about our brand and bringing American manufacturing jobs back home. That's great. Do you have a pitch deck by chance? I I've probably got about four hundred pitch decks, but yes, I all right, do. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you got a pitch deck because I want you to be prepared for success. And you know what? I think this might be a good blog post or a podcast. I need to kind of sit down with it and write through it, but just kind of think about the phase in because it's like, okay, we're focusing on innovating the product, but there are certain things that we need to be, we need to have at a moment's notice that we can send off to people. So people are like, oh, send me a pitch deck, send me a sales, your one pager, right? Mm -hmm. You know, send me your website, like all these kind of checklist things that we, we get out. But uh, man, that's awesome, man. And uh, you say we, but it really is we, because it's us as a tribe. This is your tribe. You know, that's why I invite you on the platform to share your story and let us help, you know, lift as we climb. And so I'm going to connect you with also some other entrepreneurs I know in the space. And hopefully that leads to good synergy. Before we wrap up, though, I'm going to ask you to share any words of encouragement you have for our listeners that are, you know, still hitting the heavy bag. Right. They haven't gotten a ring and sparred. They have a bunch of different ideas, but nothing that they've really. They just lack the confidence yet to kind of get in the ring. Yeah. So 
you know, leaving with a, a quote from President Roosevelt, the credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood. And the quote goes on. And, and at the end, it says the credit belongs to that person who is in the arena, who's done it, right? Who's faced up to their biggest fears, the biggest challenges, and have stuck with it, who've gone the full 10 rounds, right? And there are moments over the past year where I've been knocked down, you know, and had to go to the corner, take a standing 10 count. And there were moments where I thought, okay, I've hit the end of the road, either in design or supply or production. You know, I've just, I'm done, you know, or I don't have more resources to be able to fix this one. Right. And, and I think it's the tenacity, the, the getting up. I, I, I've told a mentee before. The measure of a man isn't the number of times he gets knocked down, but the number of times he gets back up. And I've had to get back up a number of times, but I'm going to persevere. And finding your tribe, finding your corner man, as you would say, Mike, is, is important. And I think the veteran space is ripe with those types of people who want to see you succeed, who don't view it as a competition, but views it as helping somebody who who has also helped somebody. So I think we've got an, a really powerful community uh, that is willing to go the extra mile. And I, I listed off some examples before, but there are countless others, veterans who have stepped up and said, hey, let me help you out here. Can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? Or I've reached out to them and they've said, yes, absolutely. You know, whether they're an influencer or, you know, just to test something, it's been incredible, the sport within the veteran space. Well, man, we're just getting started. So I hope to see you at either a veteran Shark Tank or a Bunker Labs pitch competition or at IVMF Veterans Edge or something here in the near future, man. So we're excited to have you part of this ecosystem. For all our listeners, do me a favor. I'm going to drop a link to Patriot Gene Co in the show notes. So feel free to go to patriotgeneco.com and, you know, show some support as well. Pat, can people add you on LinkedIn? hundred percent. You know, I've got uh, a personal page, which I'll be sharing uh, my entrepreneurship journey, you know, on, but we also have the, the Patriot Gene Co page on LinkedIn, uh, which will focus more on job creation and, and what we're doing in that space. Well, we're in the coming weeks, we'll be all over social media, Insta, Facebook, X. So, so we'll be launching all of those. Perfect. Bingo. Also, listeners, I need you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because every time we drop an episode, I want to go straight to your phone so you all can listen and send me feedback on things that we can cover on the show that you'd like us to cover, people that you think would make a good guest. You know, I want to engage with you all out there. So do that. And it's been a pleasure, Patrick, talking today and everyone listening, listening in. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week.